Welcome to the Celebration Church podcast. We believe God wants to speak into your life through this message. If you're interested in knowing more about Celebration Church, you can visit our website at celebrationedmonton.com and find us on Instagram and Facebook at Celebration EDM. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy this message. So good to be with you. So good to be here. And uh, man, what, what a summer it has been so far. I mean, I came into church. I had to ask for the non-smoking section. I just, man, oh man, just so much going on. Uh, but in all, in all seriousness, just the, the fight of everything going on, you know, 300 active forest fires in British Columbia and, and us, uh, you know, fighting through heat wave after heat wave to keep our houses cool. I, I don't know what we're on. Maybe it's the seventh wave or whatever, you know. They talk about the pandemic having a fourth wave. So we're beyond that in heat waves. But, um, and then I don't know about you, but my fight this summer has been with wasps. I, I'm on my 11th nest. Yeah, and I really do not like how you discover those things because it's never fun. It's not like, oh, look at that. I wonder where he's going. No, 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 that's not how that works. That does not how it works. Um, I wonder what has been your greatest fight in life. I wonder what has been the greatest battle that uh, you have maybe been through. And I wonder what battles you might be facing right now, right now. That there could be something in your world that you are fighting with, fighting for, fighting for change, something you're facing right now. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7, Paul talked about uh, his life when he said this, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the course, and I have kept the faith. Can we just read that one together? It's so good. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the course, I have kept the faith. Wow, what a declaration to have over his life. Paul is referring to this fight, this, this good fight, not as something that was like a moment in his life, but as a lifestyle. Like he's looking back at his life and he's saying, here's what I feel about my life. I fought a good fight. In fact, we tend to consider the fights that we face in life as something out of the ordinary and sort of irregular. It's like we have our normal life where it's peaceful, uh, we're healthy, we're getting along with everybody. It's all good. And then once in a while, we have a fight. Once in a while, we have a situation. Once in a while, we're dealing with some issue. And, and then we get to go back to our normal life where it's wonderful and everything's always working out. And I, I just submit to you, if that is how you think about the battles that come into your life, you should change that today. You really should. And instead of every time a battle comes up, you respond with anxiety and tension and, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm dealing with this right now. Just look at it as, well, this is just part of life. I don't have my regular life where everything's working out and then my battles. I just have one life. And in my one life, it includes the battles, it includes the fights, it includes the issues that I'm working through, the things I'm contending for change with, the promises of God I'm believing to make a difference in. And so life has its fights. Life has its fights. You might be fighting 
something financial right now in your life. And I'm believing with you for breakthrough. It might be conflict in relationships that you're working to resolve. It might be work-related stresses and, and things going on in your business that you're fighting through. Just the demands of life. It might be health battles. It might even be temptation that, that you seem to just keep coming back to and dealing with in your world. Maybe you're fighting to keep your emotional health fighting to keep your peace or everything going on, fighting to keep your joy, you know, to, to keep yourself out of a place of anxiety. But I, I just want you to know, you are not like in a weird place. You're just living a normal life. Come on. If you got something that you're fighting right now, I want you to know something. You're normal. You're normal. Yeah, I don't care what your spouse says. You're normal. Amen. John chapter 16 and verse 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. That's a Bible verse to put on your fridge, isn't it? In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. You know, these, these fights that you face, these challenges, um, are, are not the exception of your life. They're just part of your life. They become part of your story. They become part of your journey to everything that God is doing in and through your life. They, they are what you have overcome in your past. I believe for that, for you, in whatever it is you're fighting right now, whatever it is that you're dealing with right now, it's gonna become part of your story, of what you overcame is gonna become part of your past that you won. Your fight is as much a part of your life as your blessings, as your blessings. You know, the thing that we need to know about our fight, and there's a few things I think that can encourage us, is first of all, you're not alone. You're not alone. You know, whenever we get into a fight, whenever we're dealing with something in our world, there's this tendency in our mind to think, Nobody else is dealing with this. It's just me. I, you know, I'm, I'm the, I have a unique situation. Nobody's ever had a situation like my situation. And yet I've talked to people who felt that way. And then as they begin to connect with other people and begin to discuss what it is they were dealing with and reached out even for help to, to deal with it, I discovered I'm not alone. I'm not alone. It's so empowering to know you're not alone. It's so empowering to know that others uh, may be going through the similar things or have already gone through those things and have won their fight. They've, they've already dealt with it. You are not alone. It may not be what you wanted, but it's your reality. It's never what we wanted. Let's face it. We always want to stay in that Love and peace, and it's all good, and we all get along, and there's no strife, and there's plenty of money, and our health is We love to stay there all the time and never have this little fight part. And, and the problem is this. If you don't embrace it as your reality, you'll say things to yourself you should not say. Things like, I didn't ask for this. Nobody asked for it. It just happens. But life is not a dress rehearsal. And so life is not a game where you get to just go, oh, this game's not going so good. Can we just put all the pieces back and start all over again? No, you just have to play where you're at. So whatever your fight is right now, I just want you to know, 
It is your reality. It is not like this temporary thing that's over here that's not really what your life is about. No, no, it is your reality. So do yourself a favor and stop saying things like, why is this happening to me? And if you'd like, I'll give you the answer. It's because you're human. That's it. That's all. You're not like unique. You're human. And so we have our fights. Or how about this one? This shouldn't be happening to me. Oh, really? When you were born, did the doctor give you a stay out of fights card or some kind of special exemption tattoo on your butt? I don't think so. People think, why should, you know, why should this happen to me? But why should your life be so different that you would not have something to fight for? It's just not the way it is. You don't get a pass on this. Being human, being alive means there will be fights of one kind or another, things that you're working through. And we've listed a bunch of those things. And so if you'd like, print yourself up a bumper sticker that says fight happens. Okay, put that on the back of your car. In fact, for some of you, fight happens daily. Yeah, and don't feel like it's weird. Don't feel like any of that. It's just the way it is. Maybe it's with your business. Maybe it's got something to do with what you do in your area of business. And you know, like every day, it's a fight. There are things that I'm fighting with. Maybe it's something to do with your health. You're believing for a breakthrough, but in the meantime, fight happens every day. Maybe it's something to do with temptation. That can be a daily fight. And so fight happens, and sometimes it happens every day. But here's what I know. Your response to the fight is what defines you. Your response to the fight is what's going to build your character. It's what you're going to become known for. Your response to the fight is going to determine your maturity in life. Your response to the fight is what's going to build your capacity to go from, I was overwhelmed by small things, now I'm not afraid of even the big things. It builds your capacity. Your response to the fight is what's going to determine your future, the kind of future, the place you'll be. Your response to your fight is going to determine your friends. Nobody wants to be a Debbie Downer. (laughs) and have those kinds of friends that would want to live with that. If you've ever seen that little uh, uh, skit that was done, you know, and people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this person. But your response to your fight will determine who loves to be around you because of the kind of person that you are. Your response to your fight will determine your tenacity in life. And tenacity is what it takes to get through whatever you're fighting. Here's the other thing about the fight, and that is this. You can learn to fight. You can learn to fight. Maybe you were brought up in a way that, you know, whenever there was a challenge, you just kind of let it happen. and Whatever the results were, they were. And that was just kind of the, the way things were done. And, but you know what? You can learn to fight. I noticed that Paul didn't say that he won every fight. What he didn't say was that he came into fights where he was passive about it. He didn't take a, well, we'll just see what the Lord does with this kind of an attitude. 
I'd rather fight and lose some battles than not try and then excuse it on the will of God. And I watch people get funky religious when it comes to their fight and be like, well, it's not going so good. I guess it's God's will that I don't win in this particular battle. I just want to say to you, God's will is in God's word. And once you determine what his will is, you keep fighting for his will to come into your world. Too often people look at their battles as being completely independent and disconnected from their response to their battle. Like, well, the battle belongs to the Lord. That's one Bible verse. I can give you a whole bunch more that talk about the battle belonging to you. Come on. I'm going to let the Lord deal with my husband. The Lord didn't marry your husband. You did. Don't go there. This is not a, a message on marriage. Stay on track, Pastor. If it's God's will, it'll just happen. Excuse me. Read your B-I-B-L-E. Whether it's on your phone or in a book, that is not a biblical way to run your life. And it's terrible, and it bothers me to no end to watch people accept something they should be fighting for. Accepting something going on in their world that is wrong and taking a disposition that somehow, well, the Lord will deal with when it's like, no, man, God's equipped you. You need to go to battle knowing that the Lord's your rear guard, he's got your back, he's on your side, and he believes you can win. And you know, even though Paul may have lost some battles, he still finished his race. That's what's so great about that scripture. I, I finished the race, I, I did what I was supposed to do. Listen, don't get so focused on your battle that you lose sight of the goal to finish the race. People can get hung up on their, on their battle, hung up on what it is that they're struggling with, what it is they're fighting through, what they're dealing with. But you know what? Uh, you know, to live your whole life out of a devotion to Jesus and a pursuit of God's will for your life, that is your race. The battle is just a little portion. It's just a small chapter in the book that is your life. Uh, don't let it overwhelm you and overcome you. Let's consider the fight. Let's consider this subject. Uh, you know, just thinking about it in the Bible, the Bible uses this fighting language all over the place. I mean, it's all throughout the scriptures. You go into Ephesians, and it tells us that we wrestle not with flesh and blood, except at Tim Hortons with those big old donuts. Moving right along. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, the Bible says, but, but we're dealing with spiritual forces. And then Ephesians talks about this armor of God, presenting our lives as though we are in an understanding we are in a spiritual battle that we're battling things coming against us, but we're also fighting to advance God's kingdom in the lives of others. And it goes through this entire description of armor, not a ballet costume. Come on. It's going through this, this description of somebody prepared for battle, that's the way the Bible looks at your walk with God. You're in a spiritual battle. Timothy was told by Paul, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Paul talked about, I'm not boxing without aim. 
In other words, I'm not just flailing around. I'm, I'm intentional about the things that I'm fighting with and dealing with. And of course, we read the scripture where he talks about fighting the good fight. In Hebrews, it talks about resisting sin. That's a fight, come on. Resisting sin and the fact that you haven't resisted so hard that you've actually shed blood in your resistance. But Jesus did. Jesus shed blood in his resistance to quit on the cross and prayed with such intention that actual drops of blood were sweat out of him. In 1 John, it talks about people who have overcome the evil one. That's a fight. There's an enemy, the evil one. And he talks about these people who have overcome the evil one. In other words, they won their battle. The Bible tells us that the universe we live in is one with a fight. I just want to pause there and say, why would we think our life would not have a fight in it when the universe we live in is one with a fight? Come on. It describes it as there is God and there is the devil. There is good, there is evil. There are angels, there are demons. There's the spirit and there's the flesh, which in Ephesians says are constantly fighting against each other. So when the alarm went off this morning for you to come to church, it was not your spirit that said 10 more minutes. It was your flesh, but you overcame it and you're here. Amen. The struggle between right and wrong. Temptation in itself is a fight. That is the world and the reality that we live in. I want to say to you, it is your fight that builds you into you. It's your fight that builds you into you. You know, the chicken has to fight to survive at the point of coming out of an egg. The chicken does. At about 21 days, chicks begin the hatching process of breaking out of the shell of an egg to go into the next phase of their life. They actually have what's called a shell tooth. It's this hard part of their beak that can puncture the shell. And so that little chick is inside and he decides it's time to get out of here. I've had enough of this getting stuffy and I want to get out of it. So he starts to do his little pecking away. He's got a little one-off tooth and he's nailing away on that shell. Can I say to you, you have a capacity to fight that's built into you already. You have a capacity to fight. You, you have that ability. Uh, it's the enemy that would tell you, your fight's too much. You should be overwhelmed. You have a right to it. You can't take it anymore. You should quit. You should claim self-pity. Try to get other people to feel sorry for you, for your situation. It is unfair that you would be fighting what you are fighting while other people are not fighting what you are fighting. You, you have, but I want to say to you, you have the ability to fight. You have the ability to fight through your battles. There's a champion inside of you. His name is Jesus. And you may not have faced what you're facing right now, but that does not matter. God has still placed inside of you in a capacity to fight through whatever that battle is that you're facing. It is the devil's job to lie and convince you to quit before you even start, to convince you you'll not make it. This time it's too much Go have a Dorito and chill. Forget about it. Pick your chip. Let's move on. Listen, 
The process of breaking out of that shell can take a matter of a few hours, but it can go even up to 24 hours for that chick. The average is somewhere around five to seven hours, but it can go much longer. I want to say to you, just because your fight is taking longer than you anticipated doesn't mean that you've lost it. It doesn't mean that you've messed up. It doesn't mean that there's no way forward for you. This issue might feel like it's taken a long time, but that doesn't matter. The issue is simply this, stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. It's not about... It's not about your time. This is not the Olympics, okay? So it's not about your time. It's about staying in the fight. You've been working on getting out of debt for months and years now. Stay in the fight. You've been fighting for a breakthrough with your health. Stay in the fight. You've been dealing with issues with your business. Stay in the fight. You've been dealing with a situation in your home, in your extended family. Stay in the fight. You've been reaching out to lost people who haven't changed yet. Stay in the fight. Victory is victory regardless of how long it may take. And the chick does not look at his Apple watch and get discouraged by how long it's taking. Instead, he just keeps pounding away with his tooth. He's breaking away. Then, then when he gets tired, he goes ahead and takes a rest and then picks up and starts again. It actually uses the extended time to its advantage if it's taking longer than what would be considered average. You know, you can do the same thing. Rather than getting discouraged that it's taking longer, why don't you use it to your strength? Why don't you use it to your advantage? It might take you longer to get your breakthrough with your family, with your child, with your coworker, but along the way, you can be learning how to deal with people. You can be learning how to respond to people, how, how, to, how to work with them, how to lead them. It might be taking longer than you thought to get your first home, but that's just giving you more money to get a bigger down payment, more opportunity to study and research, find out what it is that you're really looking for. It might take you longer than you thought to build the business that you're in to the next level. Don't get frustrated and discouraged. Listen, the journey is your classroom. Oh, I was just in this to make some money. I didn't realize I was going to school. And here's the thing about going to school. It always costs you when you go to school. But eventually you graduate and you start to make some money. The journey is your classroom. Woo, that'll preach. Let's move forward. Learn to work smarter and not harder, and the breakthrough will happen. Finally, when they are free from the shell, they can move forward to the next stage of growth. <sighs> Finally. For those watching the hatching process, there's a temptation to want to step in and help when it goes well beyond the average of five to seven hours. You could watch a chick taking maybe 16 hours to get free from its shell. And you could be thinking, man, this thing's got to be suffering. It is taking so long. Maybe we should help the process, break it up a little bit, set it free. The fact is that if someone else does the work for that chicken, they're more likely to die than they are to survive. Helping them in their fight, listen, 
is what sabotages their health. Mm, that'll preach. Well, it just did, actually. <laughs> you know, we connect with others to gain information and knowledge and wisdom and insight and encouragement and strength and all that good stuff, and we should, and we should. But don't ever let yourself go to a place where you start to think, it shouldn't be my fight. Somebody else should pick it up for me. You see, it's concerning when we look at a generation, and this happens, where moms go to the university to talk to the professor about the mark that was given to their child. Are you kidding me? Why don't you break your own egg, study, get a better mark? It's concerning when employees think that it's the boss's fault that they're not getting promoted or getting offered the chance that they think that they should have when they've not developed themselves, earned it, and actually qualified for it. Break your own egg. Come on. It's just too common for people to constantly be excusing or looking for someone else to make their life better and think that someone else should be fighting for this for me. Listen, if you don't like what is going on in your life, if you're looking at God's promises and then looking at your life and you don't like the gap that is in there, I want to say to you, it's your fight to fight. Stop looking for who's going to do your fighting for you. Break your own egg. Paul gave us his key to a good fight when he says this, keep the faith, keep the faith. See, what you believe is actually the foundation to how you'll fight. It really is. What you believe is the foundation to how you fight. And here's one of the biggest problems in the Christian world, and that is this. People are leaning into their circumstances and thinking God is speaking through their circumstances when they need to be leading into God's word and let him speak from his word so they have the faith to fight and change their circumstances. This is so true. This happens so many times. And you'll hear the language of this when people will say, well, this is how it's going. And, I, you know, maybe it's not the will of God for me. And maybe God's got something else. Maybe God's trying to teach you something. No doubt you can learn something. But the way to learn something is go to his word and find out what the promises have to say about your situation. And then go to your situation and start speaking God's word over your situation. Start fighting for change. Start believing for it. Start applying yourself for it. Oh, by the way, do what the Bible says and gain some knowledge and wisdom. Too many people are copping out on, uh, on their situation and going, well, you know, it's just the way it is. Not much I can do. I'll put it in the hands of the Lord, but it's not his problem. It's actually yours. When what they need to be doing is growing themselves, getting the knowledge, getting the understanding, getting the wisdom so that they can go, oh, that's how it's done and then go and deal with their life situation. And suddenly there's a victory. You'll watch this in the lives of people. You can have two people with the very same problem in life, and one person develops themselves, one person grows, one person gains insight, and they change their situation. And you know what the religious mindset will be? Well, you know, that's, that's just God's favor on their life. No, it's not. That's their diligence. And the Bible in Proverbs tells you what happens with the diligent, that the hand of the diligent will rule. And so what's happened is 
They just got diligent. Now, why did they get diligent? Because they have a fundamental belief inside of them that God wants victory for their life. They have a belief inside of them that God wants to bless them, prosper them, heal them. God wants to work through them. Uh, God has a plan for their life, a purpose for their life. That foundational belief is what drives them to grow, to learn, to develop so that they can go and deal with the situation of their life and change it. That's why I'm saying to you, the key is keeping the faith. If I let go of that faith, if I don't believe God really wants to bless, I don't really believe God has a purpose or a plan for my life, I'm not really sure about, you know, if the Lord wants to heal or if the Lord wants to prosper or any of these kinds of things, I'll be passive about my approach towards it. Well, I guess I wrote a two-Sunday message for one Sunday. Let's stand as we take time to pray. And uh, I want to pray for you, and I think this is important. I just believe God's got answers for whatever that situation is that you might be facing right now. And I want to believe with you for those things. With our heads bowed, how, how many would say, Pastor, you know what? Right now, I've got a fight I'm fighting right now in my life. Could you just raise your hand? Just raise it to God. Say, God, I just want to acknowledge I've got a battle. I've got something I'm dealing with. I've got a fight. Hands all over this place. Father, I just pray for every one of us who have raised our hands to you and acknowledged, Lord, we're in a fight. We're dealing with something in our life, either us personally or someone else maybe that we're in relationship with. Holy Spirit, I thank you for moving in our lives. First of all, I thank you right now for a faith from God to believe to turn this situation around. Lord, I thank you for faith that is coming from your word that says that there's a victory that Jesus has for us, that we don't need to fear, we don't need to live in constant concern about what it is that troubles us. God, we have a faith. You overcame the world. You will empower us to overcome and turn this situation around. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for every person who's reached up to you. Lord, may you move in their life. May you grace them. Father, if, they, if, this, if this situation just flat out needs a miracle, thank you for faith for that. To pray, to lay hands on the sick, to, to speak your word, to believe. Lord, if this situation is one where it's just, we just need to be intent in our prayers, knowing that we need the Holy Spirit to do something that is beyond us. Father, I thank you for faith, passion, to pray through until that change comes. Lord, where it's a situation where we need to grow, Holy Spirit, I thank you for guiding. I thank you, Lord, for just leading their thoughts and, and bringing them in connection with the right people to learn from and that, Lord, the right information in their life to help them, to equip them to be able, Lord, to take on their battle and win. But Lord, we thank you that as Paul spoke and said, I fought a good fight finish the race. Lord, I just declare that over each and every one today. Lord, they'll fight a good fight and they'll finish their race and keep the faith in the name of Jesus. With our attention on the Lord right now, maybe, maybe you're somebody who hasn't yet submitted your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And, you know, 
In fact, maybe you've just been kind of on the outside, kind of looking at it, kind of spectating, kind of wondering, is this for me? Uh, you know, does this make sense? How does this all work? Whatever. But I just want to say that the fact that you're here, either in this room or you're here watching today and listening to my voice, means God has an intention in your life right now for salvation. He brought you to this point. He put you inside of this situation to be able to hear the gospel, the fact that, you know what, there is a fight. There is a spiritual battle that you and I cannot win. But Jesus won it for us. He won it for us when he went to the cross and paid for our sins. He won it for us when the Bible says he put the devil under his feet and gave us the power to have freedom and life, to be able to live for the Lord, to not live a life that's just trapped in addictions and fears and anxieties and all these other things and depression. But Jesus won a victory for you. And he won a victory for you to be able to be forgiven, to come into God's family and be a child of God. And now he asks you to simply respond to that, to reach out, to say, yes, I want Jesus in my life. With our heads bowed and for those who are watching online as well, if this is for you, if you're that person who says, I've not yet surrendered to Christ, this is your moment. Would you pray with us? Lord Jesus, I'm making a decision to follow you from this day forward. I acknowledge you as the Savior of the world. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I invite you into my life and I submit to your leadership. In Jesus' name, amen.